Welcome to LifeBeat. I'm your host, Chris Gast, Red Life of Michigan's Director of Communication and Education. Joining me today is our Education and Events Coordinator, Katherine Kinsey. Welcome, Katherine. Thank you. Well, I was looking forward to having such a nice, happy update about the March right. for Life <laughs> and how encouraging it is. And um, there's a little bit of a national, you know... Crisis. Crisis? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to undersell it. Yeah. Not exactly. Well, it, I, maybe it is a crisis. Yeah. Um, before we get into all that and the, the Covington Catholic High School students and everything, um, first, let's just talk about the March for Life in general. So let's start with a positive. Yeah. Um, it was, a, I went to the March for Life. It was a, it was a great event this year. It was very busy. A lot of people got there early because of the keynote speaker, Ben Shapiro, who mm -hmm. recorded his podcast live there. Um, the kids love him. Yeah. Uh, one kid uh, was about to faint, it looked like. You know, uh, I don't know if you like the old trope with, like, you know, women were going to faint because they are going to hear the Beatles. Right. Oh, no, Paul, John. Well, it was kind of like that, but for wow. Ben Shapiro. Wow. Um, okay. And so uh, a lot of... Excitement. <laughs> A lot of excitement, a lot of manly pro-lifers not afraid to uh, yeah. to geek out about their uh, favorite commentator. So um, I, I thought he, and he was the keynote speaker for the March for Life, and I thought he did a really good job. He kept it short, uh, short and sweet, and mm -hmm. he did really good. Um, Mike, uh, Mike Pence, our vice president, and his wife Karen Pence kind of surprised everyone as the impromptu uh, March for Life speaker. Yeah. Um, the uh, the director of uh, March for Life, Jeannie Mancini, just came out and said basically, oh, and here's Mike Prince, <laughs> and uh, kind of surprised everyone. Um, Donald Trump did anything special this year. Last year he addressed it live from the Rose Garden. Um, this year he recorded a video message mm -hmm. uh, where he just reiterated his support and promised that he would not sign any legislation that the pro-abortion U.S. House uh, might try to get through. Mm -hmm. That would expand abortion, and so that's positive. There are a couple other uh, legislators that spoke. Uh, the one that really stole the show was a state legislator from Louisiana, um, and she's a pro-life Democrat, and she got everyone really riled up. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple other speakers. Uh, Abby Johnson, um, who used to run a Planned Parenthood abortion clinic and a former abortionist, Dr. Kathy Altman. Um, who's a pro-life researcher now, and so it's just a, just a great event. Yeah. And this year was really strange because I was trying to wrangle <clears throat> down an interview and I had to try to meet someone in front of the March for Life. Okay. And so I've always gone to the rally itself, yeah. which is hunt like you know hundreds yeah. of thousands of people. They say I don't know. It's definitely more than fits in the big house. I can yeah. tell you that's that's everything I relate to football. So. Um, <laughs> And so I was walking out in front of the March for Life, and I'm, like, shocked. I'm supposed to meet this person at this intersection up the road down the marching <laughs> path, and I'm like, there are tens of thousands of people that don't even wow. come to the rally. I, I try to meet this, um, this very good reporter, pro-life reporter, at an intersection. Um, 
And I thought I had the wrong intersection because there's already there are four thousand people just all around the intersection wow. and no cameras okay. and no reporter. <laughs> or she was there and I couldn't even find her. Um, and so I was Teresa Tamio from uh, Ave Maria Radio on the east side of the state, and she also does EWTN. And so um, I felt bad, but her? no, I didn't. No, wow. no. <laughs> you know, usually in the March for Life, it's funny. There's thousands, thousands of people there, but if you sit there long enough. The pro-life movement, yeah. the, the really active people, you will know, you'll meet someone yeah. you know. Um, I ran, you know, this year I ran into a couple of our affiliate members randomly. Yeah. You just bump into them and you're like, oh, hey, you came, <laughs> you came here too. Um, and so just really encouraging, uh, positive and upbeat, you know. It uh, doesn't really fit the stereotype you might hear of pro-lifers as angry white males. It was mostly uh, excited young folks. Yeah. So like yourself. <laughs> I'm an old fogey now. Um, I do. I feel old with March for Life, and so, and I'm 34. I think I don't know. I lose track. Yeah, that's. that's you start not to lose track old, once though. you hit 30. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not. Um, I still pass for a student sometimes. <laughs> I ran into one of our. Uh, I ran into Gino Vitale, uh, oh, really? one of our uh, pro-life leaders on the east side of the state. Didn't even recognize me. I had to really? take my hat and everything <laughs> off. I was like, Gino, it's me. He's like, oh, hi. Um, so that was all the great part. And then I went to the Rose Dinner afterwards, which is the March for Life, uh, kind of the formal dinner event where everyone in the pro-life movement you would know is there. Um, mm -hmm. And Mike Pence was the speaker there too. Wow. So we just had Mike Pence all day. Um, all the positive stuff now. Yes. Uh, the yeah. national crisis. Is oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, you've probably heard in the news that a group of Catholic high school students from Kentucky were sitting around uh, in front of the Lincoln Memorial uh, waiting for their bus to pick them up. It just so happened that a group of very angry people, I, I keep hearing different names for them, something like yeah. the black Hebrew Israelite. uh, Israelites or something, um, an infamous group in D.C. who I've been subjected to random yelling at random points. Mm -hmm. um, and so they were yelling and heckling at the pro-life students for about an hour, an hour and a mm -hmm. half, uh, caught on video. Um, no big deal, honestly. I get yelled at by them before, right. walking the streets in D.C. People get yelled at all the time. Not news. Not news. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in the middle of the yelling, uh, up walked a gentleman from Michigan uh, by the name of Nathan Phillips with a drum and an entourage, small entourage of people also with drums and uh, cameras. Mm -hmm. And he uh, walked up to the students drumming and uh, it was a bunch of, it was a boys high school. They all started dancing and laughing and not really mm -hmm. know what's going on. And then he kind of went up to the face of this one uh, teen a high school student, a minor, um, by the name of Nicholas Sandman, and was banging the drum in the face. Mm -hmm. He kind of stood there with an awkward smile on his face. Um, after a few minutes of some more verbal harassment from Mr. Phillips's group, basically saying uh, they were Native Americans, they were telling them to go back to Europe. Mm -hmm. um, not something, you know, it's nice right. to say no. to kids. Um, do you heckle kids a lot? Yeah, not not usually, no. I mean, I'm a diehard sports <laughs> fan, and I don't really heckle the other team in the high school team. It's like they're yeah, they're 16, you know, 17, whatever. Well, um, 
that's not news. You know, that happens, it doesn't happen frequently at the March for Life. There's not a lot of counter-protesters or whatnot. But if you've been to a pro-life event or protest. It happens. Stuff like that happens. Yeah. That's pretty tame. I mean, I've had, in my time in pro-life stuff in the recent years, I've had my uh, toddler child threaten. I've had a simulated drive-by shooting with a cap gun. Um I've had people aggressively walking up into my face. Um, at other events, I've we've had our tires slashed. We've had, I mean, yeah, the list goes on. The list goes on, and that's just me. And everyone has a story. Yeah. Um, not national news, is it? Not no. But in this case, based on a video of just this kid smirking and a false story saying that he that they surrounded these poor Native Americans and were trying to block them from their uh, finishing their march. Um, we have, would you call it a crisis? Yeah. So why is it a crisis? <laughs> well, I mean, this, this kid who, a, a video that was, you know, clipped to a small amount of the picture, um, has basically resulted in him like getting death threats. The school had to close, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, all this huge disaster with pretty much the whole country getting involved and you know saying mean things to that whole high school yeah it's some people have compared it to the brett kavanaugh situation yeah. which i think is an interesting parallel in that case <clears throat> what you had was uh now we, we didn't agree with it right but you had uh legislators who had a philosophical disagreement with brett kavanaugh mm -hmm. who was himself and been in politics a long time and so you had uh, partisan legislators uh, criticizing an adult involved mm -hmm. in politics and a, certainly a public figure who's been on the scene in D.C. for many years. Um, but in this case, we had reporters yeah. um, who are supposed to be objectively neutral, mm -hmm. and they were criticizing a minor and, and arguably a private figure. Now, that... That matters because some people are speculating, you know, is uh, is young Mr. Sandman, are his compatriots, are the parents of the school there, are they going to sue some of these news outlets for what they've done? Because the threshold for how you treat private figures um, is much lower for a libel lawsuit than public figures mm -hmm. uh, or elected officials, for example. Um, and, and there's an argument that while well, he went to a public protest, and um, certainly he did, mm -hmm. but, um, and, you know, March for Life tells people not to engage with hecklers simply because, you know, you don't want to get in an argument, you don't want to escalate, but I can't think of a situation where you had the media stalking a kid. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't yell. He didn't yeah. scream. He didn't make any aggressive moves. Mm-hmm. The best case scenario is he smirked at him and didn't like him. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, Catherine, but have you been yelled at? Have you been... Yeah. Do you like the person doing no. that? Do you wish that you would yell back sometimes? <laughs> uh oh putting you on spot. Have you ever <laughs> <Maybe>. yelled back? <laughs> I've gotten into it before. Yeah. Um, nothing ever extreme. I've always liked to think I control myself. You know, I've, I've been confronted, and sometimes in that moment... As an adult, you don't think to back away. You think, I'm standing here. I've been standing here for an hour. I have a right to stand here. Mm -hmm. You, the aggressor who walked up to me, is the one that should walk away. 
Right. Now, maybe that's not the best way to handle it, but, you know, these are kids. Right. You know, and um, I think the most you can reasonably expect is they don't do anything crazy, which yeah. they didn't. Yeah. Um, at most, they did engage with the, the protesters earlier, the adults yelling horrible things at them. Yeah. That's a whole other layer to it. You know, um, the group of the, the black, what, what's the name of it again? Um, black Hebrew Israelites? Sure. Um, <laughs> we're calling the kids words that uh, I can't repeat. Yeah. On the air, that would be bleeped um, repeatedly. Um, have any of them been doxxed? Has no. their personal information been exposed? No, I Are mean... Are their family members getting death threats? And... That is really the part that gets me, is that the the person who who was silent and who was approached is the one getting all the grief for literally being these other people yelling at him for hours doing way worse things. And if you watch the full video... Um, You'll see at one point, uh, one of his uh, fellow students is getting in an argument with one of the friends of uh, Nathan Phillips. Mm -hmm. And he even moves to like, like stop, calm down. Right. So, the, so the, the one arguably who might have behaved the best out of yeah. all of the group, <laughs> who, didn't, who wasn't all dancing and yelling yeah. and getting excited and who just mm -hmm. tried to stand there, the one guy, you know, yeah. never let a good deed go unpunished. <laughs> and, and what gets me is I've heard a couple of people comment, well... The kids should have done this. The kids should have done that. Um, they're still in the wrong. What can you expect? Yeah. I'm at a loss for words. Um, you know, he didn't do anything. Yeah. He stood there. And someone walked up to him. Right. And in his I, statement, right, he said, like, my, what was going through his head was, how, how can I, you know make this not a big deal and right. apparently the opposite happened right um and people are outraged people have been calling and emailing and facebooking like mad uh wanting us to do things um people are upset for a lot of mm -hmm. people it's the last straw and that kind of leads us to um how we reacted to it so i was at the march for life i didn't see this event um, by any means but I was following this social media story and everything in real time. And mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I've never been more angry in my life. Yeah. Um, I've, I've calmed down now after we've kind of gotten our <laughs> statement out there on Wednesday. But, um, you know, I've chaperoned a, a high school yeah. trip to the March for Life. Someday, you know, I'd like to take my kids along to see it. Um, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Un absolutely unacceptable how the media responded to this. And so let's let's get into that. So we wrote a pretty strongly worded article Wednesday. Um, you know, they never say, they say never pick a fight with someone who buys ink by the barrel. <laughs> but with all due respect to uh, Mark Twain, um, you know, how can you possibly respond? Yeah. So journalist ethics require journalists when they get a story to try to get as much as the full story as possible right uh give any person that they are criticizing or attacking uh an opportunity to respond to defend mm -hmm. themselves um they're not supposed to go after uh private figures you yeah. know and and for an event should actually be newsworthy yeah 
And so I think on all four of these standards, you have an absolute and utter failure by national media outlets. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of uh, state media in Michigan picked that up and has run multiple stories on that. And so the most, the story that most Americans heard about the March for Life, the only story they heard right. was not the 200,000 whatever people marching in D.C. peacefully. Yeah. It was this incident. Yeah. And so, I mean, let's think about this. So... Um, journalists are supposed to collect all the facts. What happened is activists put together a little snippet of the event on video, pushed it out there, and mm -hmm. then major media outlets like the Washington Post and CNN, who are tend to be um, <laughs> the ones that President <laughs> Trump is most critical of and who themselves are most critical of President Trump, uh, push it out there immediately. Mm -hmm. A lot of people speculate it's because the kid had to make America great again, yeah. hat on, and so he yeah. became sort of a scapegoat or an avatar for everything they hate about the president. Right. Um, and so they pushed that out there without doing any actual reporting and trying to collect more information. You know, reporters mm -hmm. have to report. But but I guess not. The, you know, it's like mathematicians <laughs> yeah. have to add and subtract. Um, so that's one problem. Two, they didn't give the students any chance to respond. And um, part of this is the just the fault of our society in general, how um, everything is breaking news. You know, mm -hmm. even on a news station that is news 24-7, they right. still call it breaking news. Well, you didn't break away from a program. You're still talking about the news. <laughs> so this mentality of news alerts, breaking news, um, instant reaction on social media, mm -hmm. the way social media algorithms work, Everything is bam, 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 instant now, every minute, every hour, every day, 365 days a year. Yeah. Ten years a decade, on and on <laughs> as far as the eye can see, never ending. And that's not right. healthy. It's Some people would say it's destroying our civil discourse and our entire uh, democracy. Yeah. Um, and so they never, they never gave the students a chance to respond. Um, and then third, the third point I talked about, you know, the students, um, you know, they're, they're private figures. Yeah, they came to a public protest, but none of them came there with the expectation they were going to be interviewed. Right. None of them had any news cameras on them. They weren't even actually in the protest anymore. They were right. waiting for a pickup to go home. At that point, they're it's tourists. Yeah. You're a tourist. Um, and... You know, they're not really qualified to speak on the issue, um, and I, I'm sure most of them are pro-life, but, you know, the high school trip, come to yeah. D.C., do you want to come? I'm sure there's people at the March for Life who go just for the uh, tourism aspects of it. Right. Um, and so asking them to be uh, public media figures when they didn't even interview anyone who actually participated in the rally itself. Yeah. Um, major violation. And then the fourth point is really why is one person staring at another person national news? Yeah. Right now in America, I don't care what time of day it is, I don't care when you're listening to this, there are people having a heated discussion about politics. Yeah. Have you ever had a heated discussion about <laughs> politics, Catherine? Maybe. Maybe. I can say I've had quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, in the many, many, many years I've been involved in politics, even though I'm, because I am an old fogey now, right? Right. 34. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but political arguments are not national news. Are we going to have breaking news every time um, someone gets into a heated political argument? 
Yeah. Let's just wipe away every other news story. We'll just have outrage 24-7. <laughs> we should have a network just devoted to watching people get upset at each other. Yeah. Um, this is not national news. And so we wrote a very strongly worded article that basically said, uh, well, basically call out the media because from the perspective of a pro-life person, our choices are A, um, do nothing, Right. And just let uh, this kid and other kids and the whole community get destroyed with debt threats and an online mob. Um, it's not really an option, you know, yeah. especially for an organization. We hold ourselves out as protecting life. Mm -hmm. If we're not going to protect the own people in our movement, um, right. how, are the, how the heck are we going to protect people we don't even know? Mm -hmm. um, we could have mildly criticized it like some have and say, oh, we'll do better next time. But... Um, People are angry, and, and the yeah. article that we put out there Wednesday is just a frank expression of what um, all pro-lifers think but don't always say. Um, right. When President Trump calls the media the enemy of the people, um, that that's extremely hyperbolic statement. Yeah. Um, maybe borderline on irresponsible. However, um, if you are a member of a movement where you know that the media would happily take something out of context and destroy your life, mm -hmm. uh, wishing harm, yeah. you know, journalists expressing, I wish I could punch this kid, um, people on social media who are figures in culture uh, saying, I, I want to feed these kids into the wood chipper, yep. let's murder them. Um, <laughs> If you're a member of that movement and you have someone who's willing to destroy your life at the drop of a hat gladly for extra clicks and advertising money, can you call that person a friend? No. Can you call that person a neutral party? No. How would you think right. of that? You would think of that person as your enemy. Yeah. And so for media that gets so upset about how the president talks about them, um... They're playing right into the role. Yeah. Gladfully. Yeah. Um, and without any sign of repentance or anything. Um, you know, we, we asked a couple publications in Michigan for uh, retractions, corrections, apologies, or just a simple question like, why did this become a news story? Right. Um, and the few that responded just shifted the blame on the national publications that got the story wrong. None of them gave any indication that... They felt bad at all right. for kids receiving death threats. Some of their lives and careers may be destroyed forever. Mm -hmm. No recognition of their part of the part they played. Um, right. You know, so we gave them opportun we gave them opportunities <laughs> to kind of restore a little faith, but not a single one took up up on it. Right. As of yet, maybe yeah. they'll get to me next week. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um. We didn't call out any um, publications in particular in the article. We did point out a couple of, uh, we pointed out uh, one former CNN contributor in particular because um, he deserved it, uh, telling, <laughs> saying that kids, he wanted to punch them and um, repeating falsities. You know, everyone was saying that they were chanting, build the wall, build the wall, except on video. No one ever said that. Right. Simple facts like that. Um, even after people showing a video, the whole video, it's not there. He was still going out there so um you know moving forward um you know something has to change you know if if brett kavanaugh was the last straw for a lot of people i don't know what's that what comes after the last straw <laughs> nothing there, yeah nothing and left. a lot of pro-life people are there yeah um 
you know, at, at this point, it almost feels like going back to being ignored and slighted is an improvement over this. Yeah. We're going to destroy the lives of people we don't like. Right. Well, um, you know, we'll see what happens. A couple writers, even a couple celebrities, even on The View, of oh. all places, The View, Whoopi Goldberg, and Joy Behar, we're talking about it. There's some recognition that, you know, a, a bright red line was really crossed, yeah. and this is not okay. Mm -hmm. You know, journalists threatening uh, children with violence is simply not okay. Right. And, you know, we, we have to respond to that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as a parent myself, other, a lot of other parents are going to ask themselves next year, can I send my kid to the March for Life? Because no matter how well I prepare him, no matter how well he might act, yeah. um, his life might be destroyed. He might be singled out yeah. and destroyed for the crime of simply believing that every human being has value. Yeah. And taking a trip to D.C. during the March for Life. And so, um, you know, a media that holds itself out as the... Uh, you know, the, 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 the banner carriers for the First Amendment, the torch bearers, the bastion of the First Amendment and free speech and the free press. What they did here is they're chilling free speech and the yeah. right of people to gather peacefully. Um, and so I could probably go on for another hour about this. And yeah. so um, I think our strong statement on this was entirely justified and... Um, I don't know what it's going to look like moving forward, but I really hope that Something responsible members changes. of the media remember that they have professional ethics, and when they follow those ethics and report the stories fairly, um, that they will be they'll be rewarded, and pro life yeah. people will want to listen to the news that acts like the news yeah. instead of the leaders of a mob. Right, which is kind of what it seems to be right now. Well, uh, it, the, the whole story kind of overshadowed the fact that we had the anniversary of Roe versus Wade on uh, January 22nd, right. which marks 46 years of legalized abortion um, through all nine months of pregnancy. A lot of people uh, don't believe that it uh, legalized abortion through all nine months of pregnancy, but because um, they've not heard of Doe versus Bolton. Mm -hmm. um, we had the state of New York is working on legislation right now to formally, formally legalize abortion through online months of pregnancy in case, right. you know, Roe is overturned. And so um, that's a big component of that. And of course, remember, you know, 59 million lives lost since 1973. And so um, that's kind of the one more frustration for pro-lifers is two, two people in a staring contest at worst is a national crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it, this yeah. is a, this is a national crisis of our civil discourse. I'll agree. Um, you know, two people having a staring contest is bigger news than the fact that you know every day in this country three thousand babies have their lives taken by abortion. Right. Day in and day out, on and on, almost a million a year. Um, yeah. The numbers are going down, but um, you know, making sense of that fifty nine million. Um, like you wrote, what was it? Uh, you'd have to take over two years if you gave every single one of them just one second of silence. Right. Yeah, yeah nearly two years. Right. Well, man. <laughs> Let's hope for a better week next, yes. next week. So we'll be back with you on uh, February 1 
uh, hopefully in a happier mood. That's all the time we have for this edition, so join us again. Have a great rest of your week and then a wonderful weekend.